toughest strongman in history, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Giants Live podcast. And today we have a very special guest indeed. He is the winner of the World Tour Finals, the winner of the Arnold Classic UK and the original. He's uh, a man who's done an incredible amount this year uh, and we've barely known him, what, 10, 12 months? He's uh, certainly Rookie of the Year at World's Strongest Man as well, where he came eighth, which I think was his worst performance ever in strongman which is uh, kind of crazy mitchell it's been a really a heck of a year for you um how are you feeling how are you doing heading into world's strongest man right now and and uh do you think you can better eight from last year well if i compare myself now to where i was last year i'm i'm certainly a very different athlete so i'm not sure i'm not sure i'd be satisfied with anything substantially better than eighth like you said I, I haven't been off the podium since worlds last year so uh, i don't see a reason that that streak shouldn't continue absolutely so let me think about this how many contests did you do in the last 12 months was it seven or eight i'll, I'll have to run through them quick. i think so you got came, three three first i three came first. four four right. first i came second at uh, royal albert hall i came second in cardiff third at shaw I came first at Arnold UK. I came third at Rogue. I came first at the World Tour Finals. I came first at the show in Australia. I came first at the Arnold uh, Classic. So I've done eight. Yeah, eight since Worlds. You know, it's almost as if you were working in a, a parallel strongman universe to, to have <laughs> stepped in at that level. I, I, I still can't get yeah. it. You, before you were just powerlifting, right? Just really a deadlift specialist. Had you no, done? I just, no, no. I just powerlifted for six months. That was just no. sort of a, a fun thing to do. A couple of you're years. Telling, no, hang on, you're telling me your your powerlifting career was six months only before strongman. Yeah, my total was like eight thirty or something. I wasn't a good powerlifter. You deadlifted four seventy five. Okay, it had straps, so maybe they didn't count it in a that was in a, a strongman style. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. after I finished. That would have been after I finished powerlifting, probably about a year after. Okay, wait, right. So, how old are you now, Mitch? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. When did you give up marathon running? My last one was twenty eighteen, so we're coming up on five years now. Five years ago, um, then okay. four years ago, I would have started. Powerlifting, three years ago, I would have started Strongman. And this okay. is why okay, people, so you- people, they're very confused on sort of my lack of, uh, did you catch what I said after the Arnold? No, what did you say? Okay. Remind me. So people were very upset because they said what, the, the live interview, straight after I'm done the frame carry, they say, what does this mean to you? And I said, well, it doesn't mean much other than a stepping stone to do the next thing. And people took the, like, doesn't mean much soundbite and, like, took it and ran with it. And the thing is, I think, as a person, you have to take the most pride in pushing yourself to the limits and working for a long time to accomplish something very difficult for you. And 
I think I'm just far from that. I'm far from what I'm capable of because I'm only a few years into the sport. If, if you just happen to be the, an amazingly intuitive chess player and you're the best mm. in the world in a couple of years' time or close to the best, how much pride do you take in just being the best compared to other people versus how much pride do you take in being the best version of yourself, which is a really unique scenario that I'm in because most people use that as rationale for why they don't have to beat other people. But for me, it's rationale to why beating other people doesn't matter that much because I still have such a long way to go. That's quite a powerful statement, Mitchell. Um, that's quite something. Okay, so how good can Mitchell Hooper be then? And what, <laughs> what, 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 would you, what would you judge it? Well, how, what, yeah, what, what do you judge it against? That's the question. That, that you're kind of pissing in the wind with that one, aren't you? Because you'll never, you'll never have something to, you'll never have a moment of achievement where you say I've done it. No, but moments of achievement are, are not really my thing. I think it, moments of achievement are more, we're, we're, <clears throat> it's, it's, that's a feeling as though you've finished something. And I just don't like the feeling that I've finished something. Mm. So my, that's why my long-term goals are getting more and more abstract as I go forward. Because I, I think like, for example, how many guys who won world's strongest man, and that was their ultimate life purpose. How many of them win and then just ride off into the sunset, happy as a clam answer that honestly. I would say almost every one of them have won it, stepped through the, the, the threshold and realized, oh, my God, I don't have a, a plan B now. I've achieved my life's dream, which is a, a terrifying thing to do. And, and, and I think it's some I think what you're saying is, is incredibly well-rounded, Mitch. And I'm amazed someone could be so quite so wise, uh, you know, having still got big ambitions. I just think we should be more afraid of accomplishing what we set out to accomplish than we would. We should be never accomplishing that, but always striving for it. Um, so, yeah, look, it's it's just I understand the the biomechanics and the physiology of why I'm good, and it to me is weird to take an innate pride in the reasons why I'm good. Now, of course, I work hard. Of course, I dedicate a lot of time. Of course, I'm smart with my training, and um, I, I work my ass off. But at the same time, you don't you don't control where your muscles insert on your bones. You don't control your natural neural drive. You don't control your the relative lengths of your muscles. You don't control how tall you are to be optimally performed for the sport. So it, I I would see me sitting on a pedestal about how good I am at strongman, the same as seeing you sit on a pedestal for being five, ten, and seven eighths inches exactly. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So it's more. You confused the life out of me with that one. <laughs> Explain that one. Sorry. So if 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 I took a lot of pride in in at the moment, I think I can attribute a lot of my success to my genetics, my things like where my muscles insert, things like how long my my certain bones are and how stiff my tendons are. All of those things that contribute to how strong you are that you have no control over, and since I have no control over that, just the same as you have no control over how tall you are, it mm. would be just the same as if you started going around having particular pride in precisely how tall you are. I get where you're coming from. Yes, I get where you're coming from. To me, I need to work harder. I need to, I need to push myself further to start growing a sense of pride. Now, it's not to say that I'm not super proud of what I've done because you still have to go out and execute and there's a whole psychology to executing. But the, the foundation of being capable of something 
at the moment that's I probably have less to be proud about athletically than Paul Smith, even though my accolades are well in excess of his. Because you feel you haven't gone from A to B as far as he has since since the start of his yeah, journey. Yeah, because it's someone like that. Like he's clearly squeezing the juice. Like he he looks worse than your mailman, and he's a professional strongman, and he's at world's <laughs> strongest man. That for him, it's it's quite <laughs> remarkable. And, <laughs> and well, Paul, you know, Paul for, we're for very me, sorry. We apologize for such. A <laughs> I'm not sorry. No, ah, it's really a, it's really a compliment if you want to take it the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get you. Mitchell's, you're a, you're, you are a man who who is a mystery for me, Mitchell. Question: Were you were you very successful at school? And if not, why not? I, I've got a theory that you are a very bright, very, very bright man. I, I think you also know the answer to if I was successful at school. Um, I was success, as successful as I needed to be. In, in, in high school, I, I, my average was probably about a 77. Uh, I got into university and into the program I wanted because of football, and the football coaches had connections. Then in university, my undergrad, my my average was high 80s. And then in my master's, I was uh, in the 90s for my coursework. So as things got harder and more serious, I got better. But uh, I think that's just – I'll tell you what, though. I, I talk a lot about my education, but I think going to university for someone who has an entrepreneurial spirit is probably one of the worst things that you could do. I, that killed my ambition more than anything. I had to work very, very hard to get that back. But I mean, you indeed work in something, um, you know, which is needs that degree. Is that fair to say? I mean, you, you have a yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, couldn't have business. done it without yeah. it. But it's also yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. It, everything works in such a framework. It it kills any creativity that you have. It's why, like, if you're an artist, why would you go to school? Mm. Yeah, no, I quite agree. Similar, quite right? agree. Yeah. No, no. To, to be brutally honest, I, I've always thought that um, school should start with. You know, a business section from a very young age. <laughs> you know, don't do maths. Do do you know dollars and quarters? Do whatever you know, buying and selling, um, because you're going to need it. And you know, you can be made a fool of when you leave school if you don't, um, or worse. Well, and I think I'm sure I'm sure a lot of teachers listen to this podcast, so I'm going to upset some people, but whatever. I think the most important thing in school up to when you're probably 14 or 15 is just interpersonal relationships. I think recess is the most important thing as a child. And if a teacher's getting all wound up because mm. Johnny's not focusing in geography as a seven-year-old, if that teacher calls mm. me, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask how many friends he has and what's he doing at recess. And if that's all going well, then I'm fine. Well, I must admit, I, I completely of, agree with you. <laughs> that's mm. how I operated no, I, myself, not out of intelligence, but out of laziness and path of least resistance. <laughs> okay, you have to be honest with me. Have you ever sat an IQ test? Never sat one. No, but you. no, but if I did, I'll tell you what. People have this wrong. If you took an IQ test, everyone wants to boast about a high IQ, and that is that's the exact wrong thing, right? If I took an IQ test, and for those not familiar, hundred is average by definition. Below eighty is intellectually disabled. Above one twenty is very smart. Above one forty is genius. And people want to be one forty plus, and what you accomplish is only. It's only relative to how smart you are. I would want to have the lowest IQ possible. So you go like, wow, you shouldn't even be living independently, but you can actually function fairly well. How do you breathe? Would, uh, generally, that's, 
I would want that. And it'd be like, you could be the most accomplished person with an IQ below 90. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever taken one? Uh, well, yes, I have to be honest. Yes, I have. I was forced into one as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I can see you going a, a broad spectrum of IQ. Sorry, the dogs. Are- yeah. I, 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 I was just above, within, I was if you told me. Cretin. I was just above Cretin and below, you know, imbecile. I think it was, the original scale was, <laughs> it was created by Frenchmen. There are actually terms. I think it's 80 to 60s, imbecile. Right. And below that is Cretin. <laughs> <laughs> if, you call it, if you told me your IQ was 85 or 160, I'd be equally surprised. Okay. I'll take 85. Yeah, I'll take 85. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Though it's the same. It's a parallel to what I was saying with strongman. What you accomplish is only relative to what you're capable of accomplishing. Yes. And so if you're if you're knocking it out of the park relative to your intelligence, and you're doing really well. Yeah. But if you're if I if my IQ came out as like 170 or something, and you're like you could be solving cancer, and you're a fucking strongman. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should do a lot more with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very true, actually. Yeah. But yeah, let's not discover it. But, I mean, well, here you go. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean sport is about um, competing, and it is about where you're competing with other people. Um, yeah. And, you know, you are – you must – you know, your business is building on the fact that you are – uh, a strong man, a su- very successful strong man already. Um, you know, how far do you would you like to take it achievements wise? Uh, and, and do you how how well is um, how good is your history of strong man? Do you do you fancy things like five titles one day? Because I obviously I, I see you as a WSM winner. That's obvious. Um, but I mean, how, how long? How long? I've heard you talking like you want to leave soon, win and get out. But um, yeah, please, if you don't mind. Uh, well, I've done too many things in my life that I don't enjoy to do something again that I don't enjoy. Um, so that's that's sort of a, a underlying underlying reality that if I stop enjoying it, then I'll probably find my way out. Um, but I, I, I'm very much a person. The only thing in my life that I've ever consistently hey, that I've ever consistently done is the gym mm. and training. So. That's that's it. that's really the only thing that I haven't gone like okay done with this onto this. So I don't know if strongman's going to go the same way. Um, every sport I've ever done is sort of like ebbs and flows. So even golf, like I love golf, but at the end of golf season I was ready for football, and at the end of football season I was ready for basketball, and so on and so forth. So to, to answer how long I'll be in the sport, I, I don't want to I don't want to damage my long term health, and I think people don't understand fully the sacrifices that we make. Um, from a musculoskeletal point of view, I'm, I'm well prepared to deal with arthritis. And uh, okay, if if I'm sore later, that's fine. I'm, I'm sore now. I know what sore feels like. But something like um, heart disease, like both my paternal grandparents died before they were 60. And what I'm doing at the moment isn't the best for my heart health. Mm. And my dad has a significant issue. And I've been cleared of all of that, but it's certainly something that plays in the back of my head. And I'm I'm ready to go from living from 90 years old to 85 or 85 to 80. That's okay with me with what I'm doing in strongman. Uh, but I see sort of a, a, a maximum five year timeline uh, for competing. And mm. during that time, if I don't win the titles that I want to win, then um, that's on me. Now I could get to five years time and I, I could sort of see a scenario and I don't know. I could see a scenario where I just go down to, 
115, 120 kilos and a little bit lighter, a little bit fitter, except that I'm just going to lose points in certain events, continue to compete because it's a lot of fun, mm. but not be the best strongman, but be a healthier version of a strongman. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm trying to tell the line. And right now I feel really good. Like I don't feel out of shape. I don't feel too big. I don't, nothing. And um, if I could go 10 years and not have any complications, then sure. But I think thinking that you're not going to have complications doing this over the long mm. run is um, probably a bit naive unless you're um, like, unless you're someone like Mark Felix. But even mm. if you look at Mark Felix, he's very lean and he's, he's quite small compared to a lot of guys. Mm. So uh, I think it's possible. And um, I, I'm probably, uh, when I first started, I said three years and I thought three years in and out, I'm probably less set on that now because I'm always going to train. I'm always going to train hard. If no competitions existed at all, I would still train strongman right now mm. because that's what I love to do. Mm. And if that's still what I was doing, would I continue coming back to Royal Albert Hall or, or mm. world strongest man? Mm. Like maybe, maybe I just come back and do one a year for a little bit. And that's just my thing. And, mm. um, so we'll kind of go with the flow, but um, for the moment I'm, I'm having so much fun. I love the guys and uh, yeah, mm. the, the timeline's probably extending a little bit in terms of being the best of all time. I think we control winning less than we think we do. And if I'm not the best of all time, it doesn't bother me. I don't have ambition to do that. Um, I certainly have ambition to win and I'm in it to win. And being the world's strongest man would be very cool. But just like being the Arnold strongman classic champion is very cool to me. That's sort of where it begins and it ends and athletic achievements are not my life goals. So, um, I would love to win, but it's also, I think if when you win, you go to a 10 out of 10 excitement, then you have to accept that when you lose, you're going to be at a zero out of 10. And I'm just not prepared to go to a zero out of 10 because I know what that feels like. Well, you, you know, um, uh, have you ever heard of a guy called Matthew Pinson? He won four gold medals in the Olympics for every four yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Rower. And yeah. I was sitting on a bus with him. I was the he was overdoing winter sport. We were both commentators together. And the girl just won a gold medal in, for Britain in skeleton. And then he turned to me on the, the media bus afterwards that night. We were plodding down through Sochi. And he said, you know, I'm going to give her 12 days before the depression hits. No, no, I'm going to give her 14. She's got a good family network. And I, and I said, what do you mean? He said, <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world to achieve your dream. <laughs> and I said, God, what do you mean? <laughs> he said, well, you know, I, I was kind of single and a bit of a weirdo. So I was about seven days after I won every Olympic title. I had Because every high, you have a crash. You know, it just, your body kind of has a way of, but, um, so I guess no doubt you're, you're probably also getting used to these successes, which, which changes your perspective of life, I imagine. Uh, it doesn't seem such a high mountain anymore. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's changed my perspective for what I want to accomplish with my life. Because the perspective on which the platform you have and, and the ability that you have to make an impact, it, it's it's in flux. And winning the competitions I've won and, and having the accolades that I have now, that's now increased the capacity for what I could do forever. And that's what I'm most grateful to strongman for. And that's what's most important to me is that you can you can really expand your impact with something like this. And you, you take someone like Arnold and. Uh, bodybuilding is not that important and I don't think anyone thinks it's that important 
but what Arnold's done for generally getting people moving and healthy and getting people into the gym is absolutely incredible. And he couldn't have done that without bodybuilding. Mm. So it, it, just the same when I, when I talk about strongman is not my life and it's, you know, it's not that important. It's one of the ways in which I can accomplish my goals and accomplishing my goals is very, very important to me. But just the same as Arnold could have been a powerlifter or a strongman and could have made his impact that way, exercise and, and general well-being is of the utmost importance to me. And if I could have like a 1% impact that Arnold has, yeah. then that's what I would love to do. Yeah, well, it's going to be hard to be a, a star of Arnold's fame in the modern world when, when even, your, even your local postman, is, everyone's a star. You know what I mean? Everyone's got a certain level of fame these days. Um, so it'd be very difficult to do what Arnold did, I think, in you know, that Hollywood blockbuster kind of super fame. But um, just to pick up another point you said earlier, yeah. just so you know, Felix, Felix's granny, talk about genetics. His granny lived to 106 or 107. So, so he's, he's actually, mm. he, he's barely halfway through his, his, his life cycle, as it were, if that, you know what I mean? So yeah. maybe he'll be 120. <laughs> right. So I just see, I thought you'd tell you that. Just so he, yeah, he also <laughs> has some good genetics for lasting long. But um, yeah, no, hey, well, here's a question for you. What is good enough uh, every day? What, what exactly does that mean? It seems, seems rather almost mundane and it's, it's kind of, you know, or, or, or not, you know, Brian yeah. says, be great. Or, You're good enough every day. Well, I don't get it. Can you explain, please? It's all it's all relative to the day you're having, right? So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Brian is just the most balanced person in the world, and he can wake up every day and just go, I'm going to smash it. Uh, but one, I think it's inspirational but largely unrelatable to say be great funny my supplement sponsor and my equipment sponsor both have the slogan be great um, but mm. good enough every day is just a, a sentiment towards consistency and just getting it in and it goes both ways so i always use the the frame of reference if you're very depressed or or your a family member passes away or something very challenging happens being good enough very well could be getting out of bed and, and having breakfast and, and watching a movie and that's okay. And it has to give space for that. But it's also like if you're perfectly fed and very well slept and very well rested and you go in and you, you have an okay training session, like that's not good enough. Mm. And so I think when you, when you have, when you, when you come to a training philosophy, there's no individual great day that's going to do much for you, but there's a lot that good enough always will do for you. And mm -hmm. so I find that if I repeat that to myself, then it's very useful regardless of the day that I'm having. And that's what I like to, to portray to the people that I coach as well. Uh, if you have the most challenging six months of your life where you're trying not to go back to, to alcohol or, or another vice you may have, Ooh. then going backwards 10% physically, but not going back to the bottle is phenomenal. But if you're a new athlete and over 12 months through inconsistency and vacation and partying and whatever, you go forward 10%. That's, that's pretty pathetic in regards to good enough mm. every day because you just haven't mm. been. And I, I think uh, when it comes to performance, when it comes to health, when it comes to, to really any variable that you could measure in any facet of life, it's just about being good enough and just getting as much done as you can uh, relative to the day that you're having. Uh, thank you. Uh, certainly I like that. I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. And I think that's probably really what we all actually try and do, isn't it? You know, you, maybe we don't, maybe we should do. I guess that's why it's a motto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but I take a lot of pride in just being relatable to people and I check in with people close to me all the time and the conversations that I have on podcasts and the conversations I have on the microphone, whilst they might not always be the right thing to say, it's, it's genuinely the exact thing, exact same thing I would say if we were having a beer out for dinner or whatever. Uh, and I think it's more important for my goals to be more relatable than it is inspirational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, through simple statements like that, like that is genuinely how I operate. I don't, I don't go into the gym every day saying I need to absolutely kill the workout and I need to kill my work day and I need to smash the business. Just mm. plodding along a little bit more, a little bit more. And the amount that I've accomplished in 10 months mm. or say 12, 13 months since I moved back to Canada, mm. just under like that really simple attitude. It's amazing how you could make no progress on an individual day or feel that way. And in 14 months is, is miraculous. And I think it goes back to the sentiment that people can achieve more in a decade than they can imagine, but substantially less in a year than they can imagine. So people traditionally with their goals, one-year goals are massive Ooh. and way more than you could accomplish. But 10-year goals are really quite achievable, ordinary. People could get there in three, mm. four years. Uh, so I like to dream smaller in the short term and dream bigger in the long term. Hey, Shred fans. I think it's a pretty well-known fact that Giants Live and the best strongmen in the world are rather partial to picking up a used car or two. But we must admit that our cars are never under eight years old. And as for the engines, well, they don't even have engines. That is so close! Wow, that's fast! You just attacked the car! However, at Haycar, you buy only the best used cars on the market. All cars come with a warranty, 10-day money-back guarantee, and they're sourced from selected dealers only. Look at the speed! Wow! Unlike our beat-up bangers, every car is under eight years old and has less than 100,000 miles on the clock. But I'm pretty sure it'll be a world record! You can browse the range at heycar.co.uk or why not go to the App Store or Google Play to download the Heycar app. That's spelled H-E-Y-C-A-R dot C-O dot U-K. See, strong men can spell. I do enjoy chatting to you, Mitchell. You, 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 you you're, yeah, yeah. You certainly see the world uh, the way you see it, uh, and it's it's a bit different than the norm. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's really irritating to be that way. And I wish I wasn't that way. Um, but I wasn't. I wasn't you sure. Don't really have control I wasn't sure if you just you know someone said black, you'd say white. Whether you're just a contrary person at times, or whether you just often see the world. In a different position, I guess you. It depends. It depends, it depends if I'm having a genuine conversation <laughs> or trying to wind you up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, what, what, what is? What, what is <laughs> I guess your goals are probably numerous and multiple and many over different periods. But what's what is the big? What is the big goal? You know, if you were to write write your headstone, <laughs> and you were allowed you were allowed 250 uh, words. I, you know, what would you what would you write? <laughs> I don't need 250. It's it's as simple as changing as many people's lives by one or two degrees as possible. I don't expect to come in and, and have life-changing impact on millions of people. Uh, but if I could just get people to look at something, whether it's it's exercise or, or health or attitude, and I could change that just ever so slightly uh, in the in a positive direction, then, then that's what I hope to do. I get a lot more fulfillment out of small changes for, for lots of people than I do out of large changes for individuals. Mm. What's been the most satisfying thing in the last 12 months? What's been the best moment for you? 
you know, there's so many moments. It, it's so difficult, so difficult to really think. Like, what have you? Re- what have you? What um, moments have you relived? Or you're sitting on the toilet and you patted yourself on the back. You know, well done, Mitch. You bloody nailed it. <laughs> I've got this Arnold trophy just off to the left. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's, to be honest, um, Ash and I were just were a couple of formalities away from buying a buying a house and um, something Ooh. like that. To me, and setting up setting up mm. family and living in a, a, a really nice place that you know we would have dreamed of living in. Uh, that's sort of an indication of the, the culmination of the work. And so I don't look at the trophies. <clears throat> I'll look at the room that the trophies are in and the house the trophies are in and the kids were able to have because of the work that I've put in. And on a family scale, that's that's the most meaningful. Do you know the cool thing, though, w- when we were at the Arnold, walking around and seeing people in like Lift Heavy Be Kind t-shirts, like, that is so cool. People I've never met and seeing that, okay, your impact is starting to grow past your immediate circle. Uh, that was probably, probably the coolest moment in terms of directly related to mm. athletics. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah, that's quite, quite a set. But it's, it's certainly, I think it's important for people to realize I, I literally, well, I could have, but reasonably speaking, I could not have had a better rookie year. No, not really. <laughs> but Especially I, the I modern era. I mean, it's extraordinary. So it's, it's as if you were, it's as if we found you in a crater naked as a baby or something. I don't know. Is there something not right, Mitch? I, I still, where did, where did you come from, man? <laughs> I know. I feel that way too, though. You know, like I, every time I see a new guy, I have to reconvince myself. Okay. The weights are the weights. <laughs> they are, they are, whatever. Um, did you ever but, have a shocking uh, moment where you, you know, I don't know. Here's a question. When you first went into the weights room, were you anywhere? Obviously, you're not going to be lifting the same weights, but in comparison to the rest of the world, in other words, did you walk in stronger than anyone else ever has done first time going into a gym, which is pretty much what you've done in Strongman, turned up stronger than anyone else ever has as a rookie. It's bizarre. Yeah, but just sorry to round out my thought there. I, I could not have had a better rookie year feasibly, but I don't, I don't. I walk out of bed every morning with a massive pep in my step and piss gold and <laughs> have amazing day after day. It's sort of the same. It's, it's, you know, crypto, like, kryptonite it's, is it's the, sort of the same as before. Yeah. Kryptonite is the thing that uh, yeah, I've, I've learned. <laughs> sorry. I've learned so much over the past year, like personal growth wise has been awesome, but I think it's important for people to realize like your dreams, your dreams could come true and it might not be what you think they are. And for me, it's still like, my family and the people around me and my friends and that's that's what and my friends in strongman and and my friends who I don't know are my friends who watch my YouTube like that's the stuff that sort of sticks around and matters. Uh, but to to answer the question like is was there a moment was there ever a moment where I I thought like what am I doing? It's it's all all the time all the time. I, I <laughs> like the same feeling you're having. Like, where did you come from? It I feel the exact same I, I, way. imposter syndrome. Relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's really neat. You asked the question um, before I got back to that, and I forgot what it was. Do you remember? Uh, what it was? I think it was probably uh, were you were, when you started. Were you as talented at the beginning, or have you have you been uh, pumping yes. away in your bedroom no. for millions of years to, before you suddenly appeared? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone knows you have. <laughs> 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 
so when I went, uh, I, I'd never lifted weights really before I got to high school. And in grade nine, I made the football team, which is the first yeah. week of school. And my sister was a year older. And I went with a couple of her friends for lunch, a couple of, of guys. And there was a bench press in the garage mm-hmm. that we were all in. Bench and press. Excellent. We love bench. <laughs> I could, I'm like, I could bench. I could bench. It, Let's do some bench press. And guy's like, okay, yeah, no worries. What do you want on there? I'm like, oh, I don't know, 205. So they put 205 on the pounds, bar. Pounds, pounds, <clears throat> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a, okay. Wow. Wow. And I literally, it collapses oh, no. on my chest. <laughs> no chance in hell. Yeah. I was a good deadlifter. I could yeah. naturally deadlift, I don't know, uh, 315, sure. 365 sure. when I first got into the gym. Uh, but it wasn't, it, people weren't looking at me as something special. There's some awesome videos of me when I was breaking high school gym records uh, that were completely unofficial. <laughs> but it was a 500-pound squat which was maybe half range of motion with my knees wrapped. Record, record. <laughs> and I think, yeah. I think a 600-pound deadlift, which was a trap bar deadlift. <laughs> so the numbers weren't good, especially compared to what you see these uh, 17, 18-year-olds doing now. It's just, it's next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think... Athletically, everything's always come really natural to me, though, like to sort of balance that statement out. I wasn't particularly strong, but always if I was to pick up a sport, most sports come very easily to me if it has to do with hands and implements. I'm not great with my feet, but I I want just a couple more questions, really. Um, I don't want to keep you because you're a busy man. You've got up early for us, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, But I'd like to know a little bit about uh, the events at Worlds, how you see it going down. Uh, how do they suit you? The events and the heats to the finals, you know, you think it's a winner or, or, or you think you can, you know, was last year a perfect storm for you? Um, yeah. No. Last year was far from a perfect storm. I think world's heat events in general, if you look historically, it's stuff that works really, really well for me. Like it's the stuff like the ladders and the moving events. And uh, I think I, I, yeah. I don't want to jinx myself, but Moving forward, I think heat world strongest man heat events will always be good. If we go through them this year, we got loading race, which I love. We've got um, Conan's wheel, which I I've never done a Conan's wheel before, uh, but I uh, the first time I tried, I did uh, three hundred kilo yoke for forty meters, and sounds good, um, like three hundred zercher yoke. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> and the weight at Worlds is substantially less than that. So unless we're going to have multiple guys over 100 meters, then I think wow. that will probably be okay. Um, then we've got uh, the kettlebell throw, which I've gotten much better at. Uh, I've learned that one a little bit since uh, average performance at the Shock Classic. Um, then that sort of speed deadlifts with the weight we're doing that at, it's no issue for me. Um, yeah, so I, I hope to not have to do the stone off, but in the end, I, I'd, I'd be fine on stones compared if I wasn't facing someone named Brian Shaw, Maxime Boudreau, mm. Tom Stoltman, uh, Trey Mitchell. 
I think outside of those four Ooh. guys, um, I'm, I'd mostly be okay. Um, at least a 50-50 shot against someone like uh, Alexi. Or, so I don't think the heats will be too much of a problem. I actually – did I message you or was it Daz? Who I said I, I wanted to message Daz because he, he told me. <laughs> Obviously, the, do the heat the heats events suit you? Do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said. I said. Can I please have my group as me, Mateusz, uh, Alexi, Evan? And, it took me a second. Uh, it took. It took for me. Thank it took me a much. second to figure out what you meant by that. But right. So the finals are not quite as good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get them out of the way. No, they're not. But. You know, I, th- I genuinely still think I'm in with a fighting chance. Uh, I don't think, I, I don't think, it, thinking of a favorite this year is really difficult, you know? Like, it's going to be, it's a pretty good comp. So if we go over the finals events, we got the truck pull, which I've worked on substantially since our uh, training session in the parking lot the day before <laughs> finals last year. Got, tell, tell me what, um, you're, oh, you're come on, don't coach, say that. At least I was keen, eh? I was keen to help, which is half the battle, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, you're yeah, okay. no, no, out of interest. What, what have you, you um, being a clever man, man? What have you figured out? I've always had different theories about truck ball, but I think it's one of the least explored or researched events by my athletes, well, and they could actually improve enormously. Yeah, okay. So, with the arms, substantially less happens with the arms than you think. If you think, how much can you single arm lat pull versus your body weight? It's less. None of us could do a single arm pull up, right? So you have to take your arms out of the equation a bit, aside from your arms just keeping you straight. And the most important thing is your body being horizontal to the ground, which intuitively is because that vector is pulling the truck straight. But that's, I don't believe that that's the reason. I think the reason is because that actually, then you're actually leaning in. So even though that position feels pretty futile when you're horizontal to the ground, you add your body weight with no effort. So it's say 300 pounds. You, you're going to lose a hundred pounds of capability of your legs because you're sort of in a hunched over position. Uh, but that, that is less effort and will move the truck faster. So that's what, that's what, okay. I like it. We'll see how that. Um, <laughs> um, I'm actually going for a, a good, uh, truck pull session tonight. Um, then we've got Max Dumbbell, which was uh, is the event that I would least like to see, but I've gotten very, very good with the – well, not very, very good. Ooh. I've gotten competent with a Max Dumbbell. So I'm up to 130 at the moment, and I think if I could get myself to about 135, that's my key to winning Worlds, um, depending on the jumps that you guys make. Um, because 10-kilo jumps are huge – Five kilo jumps would have Alexei Mateusz doing fucking fifteen yeah. rounds. So uh, I don't know what you're going to do there, but I, I really hope that as if I could put my two cents in, I really hope we we don't go ten kilo jumps and have six guys tie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, your, your, your assessment seems, sounds like a kind of assessment we might have made as well. So I think if we if we did something along the lines of 110, 120, 125, 130, 135, 140, and do you know what would be good? I think if you allowed people to skip. We, we always do. We, we, are, we, we, would, we always because do. Because we want a world we always are. Always, yes, absolutely, yeah. Oh, you do? That, that last man standing, you can mm-hmm. choose to, to do go. any round you wish. It just so happens that everybody almost always chooses to do the round. The, the very rarely, Eddie, when he did his 500, okay. missed two rounds. 
Yes, we'll okay. keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my instruction. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so there's, there's that. The Fingles Finger is uh, it's it feels like a great event for me. You know, you don't know till you know. But if worlds in the past, it's been very big jumps between the the finger weights, right? So I think there's speed is still a pretty Mitchell. Let me let me tell you, let, let me let me let me tell you, let me let me let me tell the you the final. truth on that one. In, in 2005, we inherited, or I inherited, the last lot left, and I kind of came in, and, and with the different mob that kind of always, different people have helped me, but yeah, everyone from Gregor to Ahola to people like that, and we discovered the Fingles Fingers were not the build weight. <laughs> we did, but we didn't actually get them correctly weighed because they were so big and heavy in the first couple of years. So yeah, so, the, so there's a lot of build bullshit about the fingles so you have to look to a much more modern yeah. and it's, it hasn't so been around for a while weight? so i think you have to look at anything from about 2010 onwards should give you the proper weights i can't remember off the top of my head i'd have to have gregor here to to give you the exact listings but they were billed far far heavier yeah. than they really were when we inherited them yeah it was a bullshit yeah yeah okay so the I, I've I've assumed the last one to be somewhere around three hundred twenty kilos. Is that accurate? I don't think I don't think it's as heavy as that. I'd have to check with Gregor. I think that's what it was. That's what it had once said, but I don't it's believe not. it. I'll check with Gregor. Let me check with Gregor, and I'll, I'll let let you know. Because okay. of course, what's in your hand is quite different, and th those actually have weights balanced in different areas. You see, they have some of them have weights added to the end. Yeah, and yeah five kilos course. at the end above your head makes a you know it's a massive difference from the you know opposite end to the pivot. You know the fulcrum. So. Yeah, of course, of course. Mathematically, that's what I was working off. I, I've I've done a three hundred and twenty kilo finger if it was evenly balanced. Um, so I think that'll be a good event for me. I think I'll be fast, and I think I'll be able to get the fifth. I think. Obviously, you don't mm. know until you know. Um, have you seen my? No. Did you see my finger? No, 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 no. Happened? Is it on one of the? Head over to my Instagram after we're done talking. It was a, it was wood, and it it snapped off. And like almost bashed me in the head. Very, <laughs> quite Be dramatic. careful, man. That, that, that's yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, other events. Uh, Shield carry, love that. Uh, won that at the Invitational. Uh, I took 180 kilo sandbag for 70 meters with maybe 20 meters left in the tank a couple of days ago. Um, uh, which I think uh, 180 kilo sandbag. I, I imagine the shield to to feel a little bit harder on the arms and a little bit easier yes. on the body because it's, it's I, I firm. It's not going to be shuffling around. Um, and what am I missing? My stones have gotten much much better. If you look at my results over time, so at Worlds I came ninth. At Royal Albert Hall, I'm going to be a position or two off here. Royal Albert Hall, mm. I came seventh at. Uh, Cardiff, I came fifth, a painful fifth. Um, that's how I lost that show, unfortunately. Um, at Shaw, I came third in the Stones, behind only Trey and Brian. At uh, the Rogue Invitational, different Stones, but I came second behind Trey. And uh, yeah, so I think Stones have improved a lot for me, which is important because um, World's Strongest Man has a Stone fetish, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with how important they are. Uh, am I, I'm, I'm missing one event. Oh, and truck pull. We got truck pull, which should go okay. Dumbbell, which is getting much better. Um, we got the shield carry, which I think I could win. Deadlift for reps is the one we missed. Deadlift for reps. 
is that's going to be a great event for me. That's going to be a dangerous event for me. I've, I've become much more efficient in my deadlifting. My lockout is not the same hitched lockout as before. And yeah, so I, I hit 350 for seven with probably three in the tank on a stiff bar. Um, and with my ability to recover day over day, I see that in the same setup in two years ago, 10 reps won that. I can virtually guarantee uninjured I'll be past 10 reps. So that'll be good points for me. Um, and that's that, you know, I think if I do well in the, um, the, the shield carry, the fingers finger, the stone and the, um, the deadlift, which I think I could be top three in all of those. Um, and I think I could get a couple of event wins on those. And then I think if, if stones I'm top three or four, and I think truck pull, if I'm top Ooh. three, that's, that's the recipe to win, uh, which I don't have to knock it out of the park, okay, here, but I certainly my last have to go and execute. Just what you said there about stones. So you can guess my answer to this question. And it's, it's really dated because of, you know, history of it, that I find it so important. But um, if you were to decide the world's strongest man in one event, which would you lay the most importance on? Yeah. I think it has test to be deadlift. The, the, the test of biomechanics. Test it's of the one event. <laughs> Uh, but it's the one event that if you just want to go, what what do you see in every single strongman competition ever? You're not going to have a strongman competition without a deadlift. You will see a strongman competition without a stone, okay, without get, a log, get, get, without get, an get. axle, without a... By the way, can we get some axle going at Giants Live? If you gave me a 150 axle for reps or a 160 axle for reps... You're good? You're good? It's, yeah? It's over. How about, how about, how about axle, me, max axle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be in excess of two hundred kilos. Fancy, fancy a showdown with Bibby, maybe Royal Albert Hall, or another event. If we regulate it, if oh. we regulate it to body weight, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the open category. Yet. <laughs> um, but we're we're doing max log at uh, yeah. At Glasgow. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I I, I tripled the one ninety five at. Uh, Tripled the 195 at uh, yes the Arnold's, and you know I think impressive. if I, I think if I if I peak myself well, I could I could be in the 210 area, which I'd be what very pleased with. Is, is, so you think, for example, you think deadlift is a better event for testing, finding the world's strongest man than than log press, for example. You do, yes. So I've, uh, would you allow a, would you allow yeah. a sumo deadlifter to deadlift? No. <laughs> okay. No. Different. It's different. It's just a different event. There's, there's no, there's no hate towards this is it. Definitely it's definitely more biomechanically advantageous for some than others, isn't it? Um, there, there is a reasonable argument to stones being the best tests of, of strength, though. I, I do, I do acknowledge that because there's a deadlift, there's mm. a squat, there's upper body power, there's quite a bit going on there. But to have it as the most important event at Worlds every single year seems to be a lot. I mean, it. There's, there's just, there's tests of strength and there's just primal feats and that's where deadlift is a primal feat and so is yoke where like you're carrying something. Mm, like, how heavy mm, can I, you I, carry I, something yeah, on yeah. your back? I would agree with you more with yoke actually, definitely, definitely. So, 
<laughs> if you want to start putting yokes in as the tiebreakers <laughs> in the final event at Worlds, like I'm the first yeah, one yeah, my yeah. hand up. You know that. Yeah, I think anything. I love. I love anything yeah, off. But you know, there's so something. The nice thing about, thing about deadlift for me is you can just get too in a groove with it and become a specialist at it, you know. Um. You 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 miss a great opportunity this year for me and Mateusz to have yeah. a yoke against well, each other. Mateusz is back now. He looked good as well. No. Like, mm. he's. I mean, he came second, but for him, it's not... It's not where he could be. So I think he's going to be a better version at Worlds for sure. But he's an interesting one. Like it's, you can almost see the fear. That was written on his sleeve. Isn't it? It's just so obvious for them. He's, he's, uh, he's a lovely fellow, though. Real good guy. Well, it's great to have him yeah. back, actually. Great to have him back. And, and uh, <coughs> he, yeah, he yeah, has an old score to settle. He still hasn't won Worlds. So, um, yeah, he's another guy, a bit like you, who's got the, the big one to achieve mm. yet. And I certainly hope you do achieve it, if not this year, Mitchell. Uh, very soon and um thank you very much for joining us i got the big one i got the arnold there was someone oh the arnold yeah that one that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just below the world your world yeah 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 world to a finals title <laughs> i think i think in terms of prestige it goes the arnold the experience, oh, the experience with, with uk, UK. and then the <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're having a, having a tease for that one now. You did, of course, win the Arnold's UK. But sadly, it got switched. The carpet got whipped out from under you. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, what, I don't anyway. know what's happening with that. We'll see. Anyway, similar yeah. conversation. I'm very excited for Worlds. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, see what shenanigans you so get up to. in lie around beach. getting fatter and more sunburnt, but um, that'll be cool. I'll enjoy it. We've had our differences in the past. Is it bumbag or is it fanny pack? We're two powerful nations with a special relationship. For one night only, that special relationship ends. UK versus USA. Who is the strongest nation? Who is right? The strongmen decide. World's Strongest Nation, 18th of November, MS Bank Arena, Liverpool. Tickets at giantslashlive.com. By the way, it's us. We're right. It's bumbag, of course.